Hello, listeners. I'm Danny, and this is the Ice Planet Podcast, the podcast where we discuss every book in Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarian series. This week, we are on Barbarian's Lady, aka Kate and Herrick's book, and I am joined by uh, Ellen and Ellen's mom from Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club. Um, this is a fun one, and I think we needed it because the previous installments before this, we had, you know, slavery. For that, we had, you know, the trauma of a of a lost child. It was it was kind of heavy, and then real world got really heavy. So I'm very excited for this episode. It's mainly just us laughing. And you know what? Those are my favorite episodes. Um, I intro- I love introducing people who have not been. I don't want to say the word exposed because that's taken on a new meaning, but people who have not read the Ice Planet series before and like just hearing like them get into it, hearing what questions they had, hearing them learn about it. So it's a lot of fun, this one. I don't have a lot of stuff for you this intro. Uh, one thing you may have noticed already is that I am going to switch to bi-weekly new episodes as opposed to weekly new episodes. So you'll get an episode every other week. This just makes things a lot less stressful for me to edit, post, work with guests about finishing up the final episodes and just so I don't feel like I'm working under the clock. Uh, That also just means that, you know, we get to hang out for a little bit longer because there's only four or five books left. So we are counting down. As I mentioned last week, she did release a new one, Barbarian's Treasure. I skimmed it and (laughs) that's, I wasn't sure if I was going to do that one yet, but I flipped through it in all the foot stuff. So I have to, we have to talk, I have to talk about that one with someone. I have to, I have to talk about that one with somebody. So yes, we will finish up with Barbarian's Treasure. Um, I sound like a rambling mess, but that was <laughs> that's <laughs> sort of my visceral reaction to reading about how much foot stuff was in that book. Um, I have gotten way off track, way off task. As always, let's just get to the get to the fruit of it. As always, you can contact me on Twitter at IcePlanetPod. You can also email me at contact at IcePlanetPod.com. Emails are a little bit delayed for just about a week. They should be back up. They switched my servers. It's a whole bunch of black stuff you probably don't care about. They migrated our servers. Our email moved. The email login moved. Everything has to switch over. It's it's just a lot of back-end technical mess that no one really cares about, least of all me, but I have to deal with it. So, But yes, feel free to either tweet me or email me. And that's it. So we are going to get into it. Barbarian's Lady. This is the... F- no, never mind. I said that last week. This is, this is just we're starting a whole new adventure. Things are about to get really action-packed in the next few books, and I'm excited for it. So I hope you have as much fun in this episode as I did, and I will be here at the end of the episode to let you know what's coming up next. Um, As always, enjoy! ladies or afternoon ladies <laughs> good, good morning slash afternoon <laughs> yeah i the time zone i forgot we're in three different time zones <laughs> yeah the broadest i've done um so i am here with the not your mom's romance book club did i get yeah, that right you yes. did it's a mouthful i know <laughs> and i wasn't looking so i'm sort of proud of myself um, i'm here with ellen and ellen's mom um and we're today we read barbarian's lady which I believe is the 13th book in the series. I realized after I sent the outline, I am 
all off in terms of numbers. Intro me will get it right. Uh, me right now does not know. Oh, that's fine. Um, are you comfortable with the subject? As I was reading it, I was like, I can't believe I asked. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one is very I sexy. Dylan does. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I've at this point I've kind of like broken mom, so she doesn't uh, care anymore. And I've read I've also... yeah. Have you read worse, mom? I think I, I'm, I don't know. I didn't feel it was that bad. So <laughs> well, that's good. Cause as I was reading, I was like, oh, this is very sexy. Very, very sexy. We're starting so. to get over our, our uh, qualms with that. I would say. Had you, had you been exposed, exposed makes it sound like that's, I don't want to use that word. Had you heard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a touchy subject. The exactly. touchy word right now. <laughs> had you heard of the Ice Planet Barbarian series? And if you had, what had you heard about it? had mom do you want to take this one i will ellen um last the first i heard of it was last year when we went to KissCon, and they had a panel on bonkers books and this book came up multiple times and <laughs> i turned to ellen i said we need to read one of those and then it just never got read and so this is actually my first experience reading one but i had heard of it before yeah you all are like the third, and I was at KissCon, and I guess I missed that panel, and apparently that was not the panel to miss, because you're like the third <laughs> or fourth co-host who was like, yes, that panel opened my eyes to the Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah, that's just where, because, you know, it does fall into that ca category. It was like Bananas Books, but with Sarah mm -hmm. McLean and Tessa, Tessa Dare, I think. No, not Tessa Dare. Uh, who was it? Sophie Jordan. Sophie Jordan, that was it. Yeah. Um, it, so... So what did you, so this was, I guess, your initial, initial read. What did you think off the bat? Like, and jump right in. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does do a good job of, because, you know, we're coming in on book 13 or whatever this is. Um, and she does do a good job of, um, you know, kind of catching you up with the series, but not like overloading you with here's everybody and here's everything that's been going on. I felt like it was a nice gradual, um, you know, working your way into it. But yeah, uh, it, it was like the whole um, spur and tail and blue <laughs> and all of these things were like, okay, so we're just jumping right into the, the bonkersness. Yeah, she she puts it right there. She did not hold back. No. Um. <laughs> well, I have a question. I don't know. I, yes. I, so here's my question. <laughs> there, I get the whole spur thing and how <laughs> Earth women are like, yes, to the spur. But my question is, is the women on their planet... Don't have a clit. Don't have use for the spur? <laughs> I don't understand the... How did it... I mean, it was it an evolution process? <laughs> okay, I am prepared. So how do we get our men on board? <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared to answer this because we learned the answer to this question actually in the oh, previous okay. book. Okay. I, or maybe, or two books. It's the previous book. Basically what we learn is that it's like a pheromone thing. So the women, the Sakwi women have inside them some like receptacle for like pheromones or something. And so when the spur hits it, it like, I feel this is the most ridiculous. I <laughs> the worst. Sorry, we just jumped right in. <laughs> yes. And so when like the spur hits it, it like, it's like a, like a scent kind of gland thing. And it, it, it lets others know that those two people are mated, basically. Okay. 
So it so they still benefit in a way from the spur. Yes, but they don't. Yeah, but they don't have clitorises, which we know yeah. because the men are always surprised. Uh, it's <laughs> called a third nipple. So. <laughs> um yeah so that was well because our when we got talking about it you know on the phone yesterday it was kind of like well it seems like they've almost evolved for the the human female to you know have this wonderful it's a, yeah it's a perfect little serendipitous yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's convenient um but i i mean i i I get the feeling that not all of them are this fun, especially like she has an author's note at the end that she said she kind of needed a break from the heavy and the, the emotional. And um, so this one was, I thought it was really fun. It does have a lot of sexy times, which I have qualms with, you know, you making my mom read that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> However, yeah. they only, they only actually had sex one time. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for all intents and pur- like, you know, <laughs> gonna get actual about it, mom. Well, or yeah. penetrative sex, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ruby Dixon, she likes, she's very creative, I'll say, with their sex scenes, and her characters get very creative, and they have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah so, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this book is, because I had, um, earlier, there's some earlier ones that deal with like heavier topics like one is about it's like a her take on a second chance romance and it's a couple that had been mated and they had a baby but they lost the baby and so that broke them up so then they resonate again because you can resonate to someone more than once so then they have to deal with all the fear surrounding that okay yeah Yeah, and it seemed like there was you know obviously some obviously because they were kidnapped by aliens there's some uh uh, abuse that has taken place so it sounds like there's some of that that's maybe in previous books and stuff um yeah. but this i thought i mean they as a couple were a lot of fun and you've got like forced proximity and sick bed and all of these things that are okay. my catnip so let's go over the forced proximity because he kind of forced the forced proximity <laughs> <laughs> this that makes more fun. not that he kidnapped her but he did kind of you know finagle her into going well, come on. <laughs> that that is a tradition in the Ice Planet series. Like all these men are like, and I mean, at this point, it works. We can't break the habit. They're like, hey, if I get this woman alone with me, she'll yeah. she'll fall in love with me and mate with me and resonate to me. So yeah, it's. A... <laughs> he made, he made her food some. So exactly. <laughs> and then my other question for you is: Are they? Are all of? Okay, I'm not even going to try and say it. The Sakwi, is that how you say that? Yes, that's the pronunciation I've settled on. If okay. you listen to the earlier episodes, I bounce all over the place. <laughs> as, as we would as well. Um, but are they all kind of oblivious like he is to <laughs> the human experience, is, is, for a better word? I don't know. I Okay, well, we had one episode where one co-host went on about how the guy was dumb so are you asking <laughs> dumb I don't think or... he's dumb but obviously dumb. there's like a cultural barrier and yes. is that always kind of the case there it is like one of the some of the points of comedy are always like the men are just because they're very primitive here on the ice planet they're like yeah. or I guess 
if I knew my times, I'd be, it's, I guess it's pre-industrial stone age almost. So like, they're not like the hippest when it comes to like <laughs> things or like inventions and other things. So they're very limited, but the women come with like all of our modern day sensibilities and they'll say all these things to them and they won't yeah. get it. So yeah, that cultural divide usually tends to be and tends those, to be there. And a lot those of were for funny the moments. And yes. I like the, like, you know, spelling out of the, human names and things like that. I thought all that was was funny. The like yes. Bubba Brooke and the summer. <laughs> poor poor Bubba Brooke. She was crying when they asked her her name, so she stuttered it and then they oh, started calling her that oh. forever. That's her heart. <laughs> I was wondering why it was Bubba Brooke, but that's cute. <laughs> yeah. She was like Brooke. So like okay Brooke and it just stuck. So I have a question. I real quick, I have a question that's not sex related it's just what the, the, <laughs> what's the point the, the book the planet's name is not hoff is that just a wink and nod to um star wars yeah that's I, yes they it's got ice planet yes one of the characters calls it not hoff because she's a big star wars fan okay okay yeah. cool so well, i wasn't yes. sure if the name is if it's explained that that's where the name came from or if it's just like a wink and a nod by the author to star wars okay yeah, and now, both. yeah and now we'll stop trampling all over your pre-planned you know <laughs> no because i like i really i was telling someone else i really like hearing what throws like people who are from the outside i really like hearing they're like okay i need you to explain this to me because everyone needs something everyone has something else that they need talked through yeah <laughs> like i can accept the blue i can accept the sweat i can accept all that i'm <laughs> on board with everything <laughs> on board with the tail exactly <laughs> but, but, like how do they bathe like what's that about so everyone has yeah they don't have soap it's it's a strange place on this ice planet um that's got a smell <laughs> they they bathe with soap berries i feel like since i brought that up now i have to answer it they bathe with soap berries so yeah, it's in this. They talked about those in this book. Did they? The plant yeah. that by the, where the old, uh, like old where they used to live thing, and they had the plant there that was full of soapberries. Mom reads much more carefully than I do. You will start to notice. But anyway, <laughs> I love it. I love people who are. I love the different views we're going to bring into this discussion. <laughs> So yeah, a lot happens though. And well, this is sort of the beginning of a mini arc. So there's a lot that's happened before, but you all are actually coming in at the beginning uh-huh. of which we sort of get in that epilogue of yeah. some things that are gonna happen. I could tell like shit was about to hit the fan, you know, <laughs> towards the end. So Yeah. So so but in this book we have Kate and Herrick. What did you all think of them? I loved them. I loved <laughs> I loved Herrick and his like bumbling attempts at flirting and um, I thought he they he was just a lot of fun. And then with her, I felt so bad for her that she had all these insecurities that, um, you know, she is bringing over and kind of makes her oblivious to the fact that he's trying to, you know, in his own way, flirt with her. Um, but, I think it made her really relatable, though, I think, because I yeah. think all of us have had insecurities and been in situations especially in relationships where we've thought um is this he's not really he doesn't really like me does he because you know the guy like him he, he doesn't usually like me so I think that that's kind of makes her extremely relatable in a lot of ways 
Yeah, and I do think, to be fair, because um, we get this in the st- when we get into the story, and it's quoted, the first time he saw her, he did yell out dramatically, like, <laughs> look at this mountain of a human, and very self-conscious about her. So, not, yeah. the, not, the, not the best foot. No. Yeah, the best, get off on the right foot. Bless him, but yeah. Well, and then no. she goes on and on about how you really need to work on your compliment game, you know? <laughs> you get the worst compliments. <laughs> he's a big jokester that's his thing and for the longest she doesn't take anything he says seriously because it's always like a joke and yeah yeah. I do he has a very strange um not strange I guess just a very a thing that becomes bigger than I thought it would be hang up with blood yeah (laughs) (laughs) which I get where that would concern her because it like debilitates him and uh, they could be in a situation where he, well, they were with the cats and, you know, he, if he shut down on her, she would be in trouble. Trouble. Well, yeah. and it's, it's a good thing that it's only his blood because it's going to prove to be awkward for them, you know, once a month if, if it was not his, <laughs> if it was other people's blood as well. Well, I don't know if the women have... Do they- I don't know because I don't they're know. <laughs> for that planet. <laughs> and the back and forth, I don't mean the ovulation was like a huge deal. <laughs> it was body shaking. Um, yeah, is that? I mean, yeah, I don't so- think. So. And like, I've never gotten a definitive answer, but my thinking is no because they can't get pregnant unless they're resonating. So well, that's convenient. <laughs> this planet is sounding better and better. Yeah, Jack Blue and dudes and no period. (laughs) A lot of ice though and raw meat. So you gotta, you gotta. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Herrick faints at the sight of his own blood, which you know is debilitating. He doesn't take things too serious. Kate, she. So I guess we'll get into the plot, but I do want to set you up as to what happened a little bit before when we like come into the start of the book, they're getting like outfitted in new clothes because Kate and Gail and Ellie and Brooke are new to the ice planet because they had been bought, sort of brought. It's a touchy. He had been bought by one of the other Sakwi men who had like accidentally bought slaves. He didn't realize it's, you know, the oldest, the oldest excuse. Yes, does. <laughs> basically, he thought, basically, he's like, we need more women so that all our unmated hunters can find mates. So he made this deal with some, like, modern day aliens to bring more women. They went, bought four slaves and, like, dropped them off. And he's like, cool, done. And then it had to be explained to him, you bought slaves, sir. And that is bad. Well, at least he learned his lesson. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so now they're on the planet and they're like getting outfitted and set up. And I just like, like, she's really self-conscious about her size from the beginning. Cause I guess someone is next to her pointing out to one of the other women about how tiny and dainty she is. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I have not been there where, uh, well, I've been there not for height, but you know, feeling yeah. insecure about my body. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Yeah, but not, not being dainty. Yeah, I'm not a petite woman, so yeah. I can relate to that. So what did you all think of um like the way he comes up to her? His we sort of touched on this. He is terrible <laughs> at hitting on women. I think she does tell him at one point you have no game. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know what she's talking about. His mountain man his like mountain woman approach is not great, but other than that, I didn't find him. I mean, like 
because of that first that first welcome mountain like, mountain she, of a human yeah she then reads everything afterwards like incorrectly but i didn't find much else that he said to be that uncomplimentary i guess well i don't even think he meant that as an insult he meant no, it as a compliment yeah <laughs> but because she took it that way then she took like everything afterwards about how beautiful she is and all of these things the and, her head, and her head, her hair is a cloud, and yeah. she took all that as insulting, but he meant them as compliments. Yeah. Yes, because he was attracted to her from the beginning almost. He was like, she is mine. Um, we may not resonate, but there's no reason we could be pleasure mates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the language in the book? <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of the C word, which was used a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's used a lot throughout the whole series. Was it? I didn't even notice. <laughs> <Shit>, it, Ellen. <laughs> um, in this case, it didn't bother me as much because it was kind of just like their word for it. And yes. it, I mean, it's like they calling it a vagina, you know. But instead, they call it the c word. And um, I know the pussy a lot more than the c no. word. No, Ellen. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're calling it a penis. And, and um, but anyway, so it didn't bother me as much. I, I'm not a fan of it when people use it in other books and just use it as a, like a swear word kind of thing. But, but were you asking more specifically about like the alien language and pleasure mate and mouth mating and all those kinds of things? Kind of both, because using the, that word for the vagina is just a thing the aliens do. The women will sometimes use other words, but the men right. will almost always call it that. And then they almost they always say cock. They always yeah. say, yeah, they say pleasure mates and mouth mating. So, yeah, I was just curious as to what you all thought of that. I found the alien stuff to be, like, kind of humorous. And um, I don't know, like, I think entering these kinds of books especially since I knew this one was going to be kind of bonkers because of my introduction to the series <laughs> um but I think like entering these books you kind of just buy into you know whatever crazy stuff they throw yeah I like the um for some of it it was like okay mouth mating so what exactly does that entail? You know, some of it I I needed to read more to have it well, explained to me. And mouth mating, it's like, I don't know enough about this series. Like, does that, do they have like prehensile tongues that <laughs> do, do something that we're not used to or? Oh, missed opportunity. No. <laughs> yes. Basically, these aliens did not kiss and did not know of kissing until the women came. Uh, that's, yeah. And that's kind of what I figured because. You know, there was aspects of it that he was unfamiliar with. I also love, okay, so here's my other question. Are all of them unfamiliar with um, blowjobs or is it just our boy Herrick? Okay, so this is actually when I learned something in this book because I was under the impression that once the first blue alien got a blowjob, he was telling everyone in the <laughs> truck. You would think. It <laughs> happens here on Earth, so... Yeah, he would tell everyone, like, oh, my gosh, you won't believe what she did, guys. But apparently, these aliens do not kiss and tell because Herrick says at some point, you know, uh, Sakui would never talk about his mate like that. What they do in the furs is private. So apparently, he doesn't know. They don't talk about and they don't tell about the blowjobs because he is not the first blue alien to get a blowjob. I can tell you that. <laughs> I figured. 
<laughs> so, so I do not, did not, so yeah, I learned a thing. I did not realize it was locked down like that because it seems like, I mean, it's changed. It blows the, uh, it blows their minds every time. So yes. you think they would be like, yeah, you would not believe what happened, but no. Well, that's sweet. I appreciate that. Well, you can tell that this, I mean, you can tell that this book is written by women for women because it's all about the women are so cherished and everything is just to make the, for the woman's pleasure, to make the woman happy. I mean, I'm on board and, and you know, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Another, another point to move to the ice planet, you know? <laughs> well, and it's a way to make their mates, you know, the men more, um, you know, user-friendly for us, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so, and I guess, so just a little background, before all these women arrived, they had a very small tribe that was almost on the cusp of, like, dying out. They had, like, four women, and they had, like, 16 single hunters, 12 or 16 single hunters. So when these women arrived, it was like, oh, my gosh, all our dreams are about to come true. So <laughs> they are very well prized. And then some, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, I, I could tell. As well. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell that this is kind of... Because especially with a lot of these really long series, like I've read uh, Immortals After Dark and things like that, these really long series, they tend to be like broken up into chunks. And I could tell that we were towards the beginning of a new chunk because, you know, they were kind of introduced. There was way too many single women to be (laughs) for us to be, uh, you know, in the tail end of a chunk. Um, And so I could tell that it was, you know, kind of in between stages on the series how many books are there in this series altogether 17 i believe and is it ongoing like is she still writing more she okay so that's a good question my interpretation is i think what she does i think if people wanted more she will go back and revisit for the most part most everyone is matched up but at the very beginning of the series there are a whole bunch of couples who got together who didn't get a book And so what she started doing is she started going, you know, quote unquote, back in time to write about like their stories. So like the last two. Gail and, and uh, people like that, I'm sure. right? And like Nora, who I think is mentioned in the book. So there are a few, the last two books in the series, well, not, not the last, last two, but the most recent books in the series are actually, they actually take place right when the women arrive, but she has gone back sort of after to go back and write them later in the series does that make sense yeah yeah so i think what she's doing is like she when she um because now she balances like three or four series at a time i don't know how she does it but i think every once in a while she'll go back and revisit and she's left it open that she would write another one which i'm about so you had said something that i thought was kind of funny about like all these single ladies because so they all have to go off to the elder cave which is basically a big spaceship and kate is walking around and she's like this is a singles cruise and i don't know why that made me laugh so hard <laughs> i've i've been to i've been to events where i'm like i see what they're trying to do here <laughs> i get it well because yeah they had all the single hunters and all the single all the single ladies and, um then the because oh randomly i guess the girls had to go to get their language dump and um Wait, explain explain that to me. What were like they were they getting like the babble fish in their ear? Like what was was that they were like getting the language of the Sakwi so that they could understand them? 
Yes, it is my it's my favorite device that Ruby Dixon has added because we don't have to deal with like I can't understand you. Basically, yeah, it's it's an old spaceship and it has like the computer still works and so they go in and you say the hey computer I want to be zapped with the Sakwi language. It zaps them in the head. They wake up and they can speak the Sakwi language. They zapped all the men with English, and so they can all speak English. So and I'm it's great. It's like uh, please please don't make be- me suffer. Yeah, that's a convenient device for a sci-fi <laughs> romance series. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're supposed to go there. They're also supposed to like pick up. There were a whole bunch of errands they were running. They're gonna pick up some other other members of the tribe and bring them back, back. Yeah. to the to the new village that's like underground. Okay, but yeah, so it's like it's Kate and it's Summer who is the chatty one, yes. and and Gail and Ellie, and then we've got Bubba Brook. Yeah, and Bubba Brooke, I forgot. Um, <laughs> and then with the men, we've got Herrick and Tauschen and Beck and Warwick, who Warwick. I always forget about because he's the quiet one. And I guess I'm that person. <laughs> and he, him and Summer are the next Summer book. are obviously going to be the next book. Chatty mm-hmm. with, the, with the not chatty. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yes. So, <laughs> so they're heading off to this, like, singles cave. And you hinted at this. He decides he wants to get Kate separate on her own. Yes. It's yes. a tradition. Yes. <laughs> Take her to the, the iceberg, which seemed silly. He, he even said, he said, all the other guys did it, and it worked for them, so. <laughs> he he does, at the very least, like, I don't know, ask, per, I guess it's not asking permission. He does give a heads up. He's like, hey, we're I'm going to take Kate the separate way. If you see a boot, we're, I've taken her. If you don't, I guess he makes, he makes uh, plans in the event that they don't show up, someone knows about it and can go and look for them. Which was another very convenient romance device. Like, oh no, they're not going to come looking for us because I put the sock on the doorknob, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and um, so I appreciate that because, you know, when she's like, I'll go get help. He's like, uh, they're they're already gone. <laughs> they're not waiting around for us. <laughs> Unless it's so long, in which case they'll show up. But yeah. basically the big thing that happens, and every time I read it, like, I, it cracks me up. They're walking on this, like, icy valley. Mm-hmm. Apparently looks really beautiful, but you've got to be very careful about how you walk on it. Otherwise, you'll f- slip into a crack in the ice. Yeah. And our girl, Kate, is... <laughs> <laughs> so busy. <laughs> Staring at his ass. And I guess the way is... Oh, specifically, the, the dimple. Ass dimple. The dimple yes. at the top of his ass. <laughs> That when he stops walking, she doesn't pay attention. She runs into the back of him. He tumbles into this crevasse and like it's stuck. Very, it's kind of an intense, tense, tense scene. It freaked me out. I have this thing about like tight spaces, yeah. um, and he gets stuck down there. Yes, and I was having, I was having a heart. Was he like standing on a on a ledge or something, or is he just like so crammed into this crack that he's just like stuck in it and like wedged in it? I think he's just wedged in it. That was my... Because his leg was obviously very broken. Yeah. Yes. I got the impression he was wedged in it and, like, he couldn't climb out because it was too steep and ice. So she had to pull him out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have been stuck down there. And I guess just from exposure and no food and... Again, convenient that the only thing she had <laughs> to make a rope out of were her clothing. Her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Like I see you, romance novel. <laughs> oh no, we have to make a rope out of our clothes. <laughs> I have to get completely naked. Yeah. 
but good for her because like so I kind of like this day because she was so concerned for the longest about like being the biggest she wasn't as small and dainty as Summer or Gale she wasn't like Brooke and had big boobs but um she, she was the only one and he even says this she was the only one who could have used that rope to pull him out and drag him to safety and well, let's be honest she picked him up on her shoulders and carried him to the to the cave yeah and you know hindsight her she probably was the only one who had enough clothing because she's also, a bigger yeah. girl to make a rope out of you right. know those dainty girls little leggings wouldn't have made it very far so you know i keep trying to figure out how she how she was able, i guess they had knives like how was she like fashioning all this leather clothing into a secure rope well she braided it she they do have knives because she used the, they used the knives on the cats later on but um she braided it all together that's why she made a rope out of it that yeah. way so but yeah i was really proud of her she got him out he yeah. well he she has to carry him he's fine when he gets out of of the crack in the ice it's when he looks down at his leg and he passes out sees his own blood and passes out and in she's fairness going- the leg, I would have maybe not had a great time with that injury as well. Like, he, he just needed, like, a tiny prick of blood, but, like, my femur bone sticking out of my leg or oh, whatever God. it was that they explained. Um, that would have maybe done me in a little bit as well. Well, she thought he passed out from the pain, and he said, no, it was from the blood. But still, at least it gave it so she could set his leg and then carry yeah. him to safety. So, yeah, it... It, there is a sweet scene, well, like, before she pulls him out. Not sweet, but it's very it's very barbarian of him where he tries to tell her to go on without him and leave him there yeah. and, like, to meet up with Beck. And, she, of course, she refuses. It's very, very cliche, but I was here for it, too. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. <laughs> well, I would feel the same way. I don't know that I'd be comfortable just going off by myself trying to, you know, find these other people that I have no idea where exactly we are. Well, and leaving him in that situation where it's, like... No, I may as well stay and see if right. there's something I can do to help you rather than right. you know. like wandering in the wilderness. Yeah. So our girl Kate, super super survivor Kate, she finds a cave, carries ah. him to the cave. He wakes up, a fire has been set. You know, they're warm and toasty in this cave, and she's she's on top of everything. Yeah. Yes. And I like I like yeah, and she does get on top of everything later on in the book. <laughs> uh, but I really appreciated that he appreciated, like, so much about that, that she's the only girl that, you know, could have carried him, could have known what to do in all of this situation, and that that's something that he really loves and finds attractive about her. And, you know, he kind of has to convince her of that, but <laughs> but I liked that, you know, that kind of solidified them even more. I agree. <laughs> There's he keeps comparing her to um Ellie, one of the other women who was very tiny because and very thin because she didn't eat for a long time. And he's like, if I held any of those other women, I would possibly break them. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellie, I'm assuming she was from a previous book, yes. Yes, the book right before that. So the bad guy who bought the slaves. Okay. Yes, that was his book. Okay. Gotcha. It's and then he's who ends up with Ellie, the Beck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. He makes he's he's a, he's in this book quite a lot because he's the he's one of the ones who kind of tells, like when Beck or not Beck when Herrick tells him his plan, he's like, 
she's not interested in you. Leave her alone. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple people in this book who are like, give her some air, give her some space. You're being a creep. Yeah. I love the creeping. You're you're creeping on him. What's creeping? What does creeping mean? (laughs) Yeah, you can't use any slang around these guys. They do not. (laughs) They don't get... Yeah, and there were idioms and other things that they. Oh, just that didn't. was that was my probably my biggest LOL was that when she says something like "I don't give a shit" or and he was like "I would take all of your shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny! And like, does she threaten to kick him in the ass? He's like, "At least you're touching my ass." I loved yeah. it. <laughs> a point in the book where they. Um, compare her to Gwendolyn Christie. So that's who I kept picturing when I was reading was Gwendolyn Christie only with big hair. And, um, but you know, did you she, watch, did you watch game of Thrones? No. Cause I was, okay. I was about to quietly ask. <laughs> she's the big blonde knight in game of Thrones. And she's, I think she is six one in real life. Yeah. And, and she's in, um, she's in star Wars, but you never see her face yeah. really. She's Captain. Captain Phasma? Yes. Yes. It is okay. Captain Phasma. But yeah. she's she's a big woman, but she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's large in stature, and she yeah. could have carried him to the cave. <laughs> so that was, I, I that buy was that. My, that's what I had in my brain when I was picturing her throughout the book. That, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good fit, too, because we also know her hair is, like, super light blonde type yeah. curls. Yes. So, oh, that's a perfect. See, I love it. I don't. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I've seen plenty of Tumblr gift sets. I of a... yeah. I have to imagine that it's like impossible to escape it, even if yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said the lady knight, I was like, yes, I know who that is. <laughs> um, so not like so they stay in this cave for a good long time, and really, this is where I think the bulk of the fun conversation will happen because they do two things. They well, basically, they come to this agreement. She's going to help him get over his fear of blood. Yes. And he wants to help her get over her fear of him. It's yes. basically how he sells it. Well, her fear of flirting. So not yes. necessarily him, but just her fear of just flirting in general. But with yes. him, because he's mm-hmm. the only guy there. Yes. <laughs> and affection. Because he yes. tells her, oh, I found a quote. And it was a good quote. I'm going to pull it up. Because he tells her, oh, you think I do not like you? That I pretend when I flirt with you? I am telling you that what I say is not pretend. That when I tell you I enjoy your company, it is truth. When I say I like the pink flesh of your cheeks, it is truth. When I invite you to my furs, it is all truth. So I was like, ooh, Herrick. Yeah, that was a good one. Invite you to my furs. I like that as a, you know. <laughs> Join me in my furs. In my furs. Lay upon my furs. <laughs> so he pretty much lets her know. And she's like, yeah. So they do this little deal back and forth. And it's hilarious because he does not like how eager she is to stab him <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he does anything he can to get her hands on him yes yeah. well and i like how when you know she kind of gives him this plot to this like device of you know um just think about me touching you and rubbing up on you and so then as whenever he gets pinpricked or you know gets blood he starts just like kate Kate's mouth on my cock. Kate's <laughs> running through all these images of, you know, um, Kate licking my. Yeah, exactly. Fill in the blank. Yeah. 
So, and it's really funny. And so this is where I guess the majority of, so they just kind of like sex each other up during this whole time too. Because yes. I guess the cuddling just leads to, the comforting just leads to cuddling, which leads to more. Yes. And there are two uh, virgins, we should say, probably. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and so they just kind of get up in that cave and just explore each other's bodies and, you know, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, they um, do. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, Mom, is this, is this the sexiest thing you've read? I think it is. The sexiest thing I've read? Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty sexy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just because it was just a monumental amount of foreplay. I mean, can we say that? Yeah. It was just Mm -hmm. like just a whole book full of really just floor play and exploring and, and, um, you know, getting acquainted, so to speak. And Uh, learning about each other's, you know, human and blue alien bodies and things. So all the, you know, spurs and tails. And I think this is definitely the most sexy thing you've read. There you go, Danny. She... <laughs> you have you have given me <laughs> a gift, the sexiest thing I've read. <laughs> well, can I tell you, as I was reading it, and I was like, "Ooh, I just dropped this on them," but I was like, "They read the Madness of Lord Ian Mackenzie, and that book is pretty pretty yeah. sexy." But I think the difference is like you kind of touched on it. It's the time, like. Ruby does not rush through these things. It's like we're going to discuss every touch, everything that happens. And it's just how upfront and blunt it is. Like, he put her finger up in the thing. It's just going to let you know everything and everything he felt. So I'm like, what they're doing, I don't think is any more sexy than like what, I can't remember the one, Kate, was it Kate and Ian? Yeah. We're we're doing in that book. But then I was like, oh no, it's. (laughs) it's Well, and because there's, the only fade to black here is after, uh, you know, it's like the only fade to black is when it's round two or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's like we're going to explain round one, you know, to its full extent and then fade to black in round two. Um, well, the and- interesting thing, too, is that here you're saying it's probably one of the sexiest books I've ever read. However, they only actually have sex once. So there's a lot of... Okay, but mom, there's ways to be like, have sex scenes without having That's what I'm saying is this is a lot of, you know, exploration and a lot of just, I mean, well explained. (laughs) Well explained. All of these things are... And uh, yeah, it was well. And the other reason I think this is probably the sexiest thing you've read is because um, this is definitely the most graphic, uh, <laughs> like sci-fi that you've. So like, awesome. you're also introducing, you know, new body parts that we don't know about, which yeah. I think adds to like the oh, like kind of like ups the kink factor a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is fair to say. There's definitely a kink factor. I mean, I haven't read about a tail before, so. <laughs> they don't do as much as you would think with those tails. Well, it nearly made him come when she <laughs> was grabbing the end of his tail. So that must just be a thing. Maybe it's just his thing. Maybe it's just, yeah. Because that happens a couple times. So they'll grab it or touch it and they'll be like, oh, that's sensitive. And then they like, don't go back to it. Yeah, like, oh. I noticed that. Do something with the tail. You got two hands. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how I feel about being the one to have you read. (laughs) It had to happen eventually. You're fine. 
least took the pressure off of Ellen is all. <laughs> oh, now it's going to be all free on the podcast. Now, now that I know you can handle it, it's just like, you know, free for all. Sierra Simone, Cressley Cole, you know, we're just going to go for it. Dive right in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they do have a scene, which is, you probably picked up on this in almost all the Ruby Dixon scenes. They really enjoy giving oral sex. Yes. And like, like before anything, even like, I think he was ready to do that before he, she even kissed him. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, he, the, that's the first thing he talks about. Is, <laughs> and as a virgin for both of them, that's, that's like, go right in there, people. <laughs> really? They, they're, they know what they want. Yeah. Uh, well, and I guess especially if like mouth mating is, is a new thing to them, um, you know, that's maybe kind of like first base for them is, you know. That does remind me, it answers a question I've always had because I'm always like, if they're so eager to like do oral on the women, why are they always so perplexed by them? Women, yeah, <laughs> wanting to reciprocate. And he says something like, it's my job to please my mate. Yeah. So I guess it's like her first above all, and they don't even think about yeah, their cause own. Because yeah. she raises that point. She's like, you talk nonstop about like going <laughs> down on me. Like, how is this such a novel concept? I mean, like she literally says that to him. And, and yeah, and he's like, that's not your job. It's my job. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, damn right. <laughs> yeah, these guys are trained well. <laughs> I have literally said that if you go back on other episodes of the podcast, so I was very happy. Like, it's like, thank you. Someone has been, someone finally said what I have been saying. So yeah. I, it was a real learning experience for me, this book. So, um, so they do in between all the sexy times, she, she's, they attempt to like attempt to expose him to blood. It's like exposure therapy going on in this cave yeah. where she tries to get the pinprick to draw blood, to expose him to the blood so that he'll stop passing out. Because her fear is, and it comes up later, he'll see his own blood pass out at a very bad time, like off a cliff or in the middle of like a dangerous scene. Scene. Like a, a dangerous Yeah. Yeah. Which is a valid concern. I mean, yeah. yeah. Especially on this planet, it sounds like. Extremely dangerous on this planet. Half of the plots in this book move forward because of like some natural disaster or some animal attack or falling down something you shouldn't fall down. It's. Yeah. It's dangerous out there. Um, but we learn sort of what his, what, what is the cause behind his fear, I guess, not his fear, his reaction. Yeah, he's got like PTSD essentially from seeing this kind of massacre on his... When his parents died. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like, uh, like a good chunk of the village died and, you know, he Man. saw all of their like corpses and things like that float up to shore. And yeah, that would be daunting. And here's my other question. He says like mm -hmm. when he was six seasons old, he discovered this and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> what, what's the equivalent of that? Cause he's saying he remembers it, but I'm like, obviously they can't be having the same season lengths as us. Oh yeah. Time. And it's come up a lot recently. I have no idea how time works on this planet. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I assume it when it's like our he was a child, six okay. years old. Not a baby, okay. not not a like a teen or anything. Cause I think just for the sake of readership, I hope Ruby is giving us that. Like six alien years is roughly equivalent 
to, to uh, a season. Succeed. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Otherwise, they, it did come up with like the ages of these aliens. They live to be like a hundred, and like they can live to be like hundred and fifty though. So every time I try okay. to think about time, my head hurts because I can't. <laughs> Eh, just don't bother. It's not. <laughs> and I was just curious if there's like been a precedent set for because he was saying six seasons, you know, old, and he was saying like, and I got to go on my first hunt, and I'm like, six seems like still kind of young, but uh, you know, who knows? They seem to start them off young in this on this planet. Well, and I could see that because the, there is some of there are little so all the little babies, the little kits now are like enough. A lot of them are in, old enough to like appear in the book like as like kids mm-hmm. and there's one book where this little kit keeps chasing after the hunter because he wants to go hunt with them and he is written to be like you know six seven eight not old enough to go out on his own not a baby nowhere near old enough to go out on his own but he's interested and he wants to go out and do what the hunters do yeah yeah so the original women i think have been on this planet for like 10 years now yeah, I mean, like I could tell, like uh, Liz, right? Who mm-hmm. she's uh, like four kids. <laughs> yeah, and that she's been there for a while. It sounds like, especially in order to have the four kids. So, yeah. would you want to stay on the ice planet while pregnant and have a baby? Because that's that's the cost. It seems like I wouldn't want to be anywhere and be pregnant and have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and threw away the parts. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> mom, you have to give context. <laughs> She's had a hysterectomy, which you know, okay. so there you go. <laughs> You're learning so much about us. Um, I well, like, how do they treat the women? On you know, they seem to like worship at the altar of women on this planet. So, like, when you're pregnant, is it a lot of fawning over, or is it like go hunt, go? care for you know what's well, what's we saw the worth... one gal that was pregnant on the spaceship she he oh, seemed yeah. to be worried about her and you know how are you feeling so i think that they do some fawning i would well, imagine ellie was pregnant right is that what was going on yes and she they... freaking just hiked across the <laughs> but she was newly pregnant <laughs> what she was newly pregnant still She's <laughs> and he is very protective so his whole thing is I'm not being separated from her so if he's hiking across these icy mountains and I guess she did like ride the sled most of the time right yeah yeah he's like I'll build a sled and you'll hike across these mountains with me together alright well I'll, I'll take that yeah I will say it's pretty like she does make it so like how they're treated and how they react fits their personality so Liz is sort of like the ice planet's outdoor woman like or outdoors woman she hunts she follows her maid out when he goes on these long trips, yada, yada. I gotta stop saying yada, yada. She goes out when they go on these long trips. And um, usually when she's like really heavily pregnant, she'll stay near the caves and have her baby. But then she's like right back out when she can. So she doesn't like being cooped up. And then there are other women who are like very homebody. Like there was one when we read Stacy's book, she's like, I stayed in the cave for the past five years. I'm not used to being out in the snow. So, I mean, it's pretty, it just, it's cool in that it just depends on who the woman is. Well, but and the it's kind of like it is here on Earth. I mean, there are women who you know, bounce back real quick and other women who lay around. And I don't want to say lay around. I mean, there's other women who just don't bounce back as quickly. Yeah. More time to recoup. Yeah. I had a boss or a coworker who was like nine months pregnant and wearing like three inch heels. And we were all just amazed. Why? I don't do that. And I'm not pregnant. 
she was like, I'm still rocking these heels. So, and then the men are like, their mates are all pretty fawning. So, cause they just want babies so bad. This is their dream. They want a mate in a, in kits. Yeah. Is that a resonance thing? Because I don't see that in <laughs> women in general. What, what is what the resonance well, thing? Well, the guys, mom, that's what she's oh, saying. Oh, the, the guys. guys. Yeah. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant women. Yeah. Some of, yeah. Some of the women are, aren't really gung ho for it, but I guess resonance does. It gets to your head, but the men all really want mates and babies. Follow up question: Yeah, uh, what is what is the birth control situation on uh, Not Hoth? Because it is it just that anytime they have penetrative sex, they're going to be pregnant. No, you can only get pregnant when you resonate. So, like that couple I mentioned earlier, where they had the baby and lost it, and then they resonated again. So that meant they were definitely going to have a baby because the only time you can a woman can get pregnant is when, well, technically the only time the men are, are like shooting, not shoot the men shoot blanks any other time, unless they're resonating. And when they resonate, they shoot like actual cum, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I'm more embarrassed talking about this now than any other time, but, <laughs> but, but when they're, <laughs> but when the men are resonating, like they shoot the real thing. So they can only get pregnant when they're resonating. So if you have sex any other time, no baby. So then how do they have multiple children? They resonate multiple times. Oh, okay. So some couples resonate more often than others. Like there's one couple like Josie and Hayden, they resonate like four times. So they have like four kids, but they still are definitely having sex. So do you have to resonate each time in order to have a baby? Yep. Yeah. No resonance, no baby. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we learned early on. I feel like I just threw you in unprepared. Maybe I should do, like, a guide. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. It's just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. Fine. And none of this information didn't, you know, like, change the book for us. We still no, it's just I'm just, like, I just have questions now that we're exploring, you know, resonance <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Ask, ask I, I love, I love answering them. Um, yeah, so we learned early on the men shoot blanks. Like they're, they're, they even point out how it's not as thick and it's like clear until they resonate. And then when they resonate, wow. actual <laughs> a lot of information, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information to be carrying around in your head. <laughs> this is episode 13. I am deep into it. <laughs> and none of these books have I read for the first time. So it's, okay, gotcha. this is my knowledge now. This is my legacy. Listen, we've all got our thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the resonance experience seems very alarming uh, <laughs> on the part of the female who she's just like trembling and like, I must have insertion now. Uh, I just, I need to have an orgasm right away. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it to a certain extent. <laughs> quite that extent uh which was alarming well and it's kind of funny because as soon as it's described like the men just constantly talk about like how hard they are yeah and yeah well and i was so concerned when it was looking like it wasn't going to be him but i was like no this is a romance novel like it has to be him um but i will say i did like up up to that point when they started resonating that they were both just kind of like um, cause I'm not one that necessarily believes in like, a a faded for everyone. Yeah. One true 
soulmate. Um, so I, I kind of liked that they were both just like, okay, we have, we're not going to resonate, but like, I still want to hit it and like, live <laughs> and, and things like that. So I appreciated that as a message up until the point when they resonated, but I was glad that they resonated as well. So. Yeah, because so you touch on that when they're preparing to leave the cave, he sort of asks her like, "Will you be my pleasure mate and live in my cave, our house?" I don't. They're in houses. They keep they live caves. In. <laughs> yeah, and stay in my furs essentially. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah," she's really excited about it because she's grown. I think they say, "I love you" at one point because she's grown to care for him too. Yeah, they say, "I love you" before uh, they resonate. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah, they do. Both of them do. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There is a minor issue before they get back to the cave where they visit the old tribal caves that have been destroyed by the earthquake yes. and they are attacked by these snow cats. And it's, it's a test. It's Herrick's test to see if he can if stand the sight of his blood. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it's a vital, it's a, I was a little freaked out by the scene. Well, here's what happened. Basically they kill these two snow cats and then they find a little baby kitten and they decide to take the kitten with them because they've killed its parents and they don't want it to die. And like at one point, are they considering feeding the little kitten meat well, from the I, parents? Because I was horrified. I, yes, well, they did. <laughs> well, no, I they think, considered it. I think it was kind of a, well, I think it was, he said, we need to feed it. And then she's <laughs> kind of like, we can't feed it to its parents. He's like, no, like, here's some, you know, rations. <laughs> yeah, trail <laughs> <laughs> it's like this book is getting really dark. Yeah. <laughs> but then they take the kitten and name it Mr. Fluffy Puff or whatever. I so couldn't, I couldn't with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy Puff. So they head back to the cave. They I love how she gets teased by Gail and Brooke about like, oh, we know what you were doing. We know where you went. The walk of shame. A walk. Like when she explains the walk of shame to him and he was like, I will, I will walk in shame with you. <laughs> I thought it was really sweet. He's like, I will always walk with. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, it was. Um, but also funny. It was funny. Yes. And sweet, which is <laughs> like our favorite kind. So. Well, see, yeah, when this book isn't like being just very, very sexy, it's also really, really sweet and funny. And, it's, yeah. and that's what I really appreciate it appreciate it for um so she goes in and she like i guess a doctor scans her i don't even remember what happened oh harlow harlow is scanning her yeah she doesn't have rabies for the yeah for the like cat scratches they're making sure she's okay i guess yes they're worried about ice planet rabies which you know yeah. what valid on my <laughs> on my other podcast we just finished reading their eyes were watching god um sorry. and if you don't know how that book and sorry for the spoiler, I guess, but one of the characters gets rabies, and that's the worst. Not, not pretty. Yeah. It's not. Oh, no, not pretty. <laughs> but while she's there, she's like, "Oh, hey, FYI, you're ovulating," and that can only mean one thing, apparently, on this planet. Nope. You're about to resonate. Did you all like fully get like what resonance was and how? Yeah. I thought, she, yeah, and it's so, like I said, I thought she did a good job of kind of like catching well, you up on just, like this cootie worm that they've got to you know keep and inside their little worms start connecting and so the, that, that's why they start humming right i mean yes please ask all the questions because the best like, part of my worm is wants to your worm so we have to <laughs> exactly <laughs> i have always wondered like how loud do you think that worm is screaming that it can be heard outside <laughs> <of the> <laughs> 
well, loud enough that it makes her boobs vibrate. So, <laughs> that's a thing. Well, you know, they don't have bras. They just have like strips of leather they tie around themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that would not work. <laughs> that would not fly for what I've got going on. <laughs> uh, so I have a hard time finding like a good sports bra, let alone like a band. That's good. <laughs> a band of leather. <laughs> just a band of leather. It's going to keep the boys in tow. And it would be so, like, sweaty and gross. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. continue. Oh, the clothing situation on this planet is not enjoyable. No, it does not sound cute. Um, I guess that's why the men just run around in loincloths only. Um, well, I think it's also because it's a romance novel. And there's all these <laughs> blue aliens. We got to see those ass dimples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, those life-threatening ass <laughs> Yes, that's right. Nearly killed him. Um, but she's like so panicked she won't resonate to has to Herrick. I almost called him Hassan. I need all these too too similar. I need a different letter name. Um that she like tries to ask him to run away with her. I thought that was cute how she's just like panic ejecting, like we have to get as far away from all these other men, and maybe if it's just you and me, like my worm will have no other choice but to, to mate with yours and give well the up. funny thing is that he's like Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, he's... I, I agree. We need to get away from everybody so that, you know, you can't resonate with anyone else. He's all for it. Okay, and here's he's... a follow-up question. Are they always... Are the men always, like, second to resonate? I mean, the women come first, right? <laughs> that is a good... I'm trying to think. No, sometimes the men resonate first. Okay. Yeah, I don't think... I'm trying to... Because she uses resonance different in every book. And like, sometimes you don't want to resonate. Sometimes they do want to resonate. Um, sometimes you resonate to someone who doesn't have a quee. And so they don't, so that's happened a couple times. So I literally just had a really stupid moment. I was sitting here. I'm like, I wonder what the science behind that is. I'm like, oh, it's a sci-fi. <laughs> like, there is no science, Ellen, obviously. <laughs> I love it. Well, like the quee is very important. And we learn every living thing on this planet has a quee. So like, including probably the snow cats and the metlax. So I'm like, do snow cats resonate? Do the Navistis resonate? Like, sweet. I want a snowcat novella. <laughs> you know what? She'd probably write one. She has a whole bunch of novellas. Um, yeah, but she's like packing a bag, panic, and he comes across. He she packs. He goes packs a bag. He's like, everyone, I'm out. He comes across her, and she's like furiously got like her hands in her pants because she's so horny now as a result of the resonance. <laughs> That's that's a level of uh, horniness that I can't, you know, relate to. But so that's why I'm like, wow, this is a this is an experience that she's going through right now. It's yes, and like I mean, in other books, like a lot of the masturbation comes up a lot, I guess, in these books, and I've gotten immune to it at this point. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what these books have done to me. <laughs> I will figure it out when this podcast is over. Well, I will tell you, like when we first started doing, like when I. Because I got mom reading romance novels. She used to make fun of me. And now, like, she's on board. Um, and when we first started reading, like, the slightest thing was like, oh, my. Oh. But now, like, people send us these books to read. And they're like, this one's really, you know, intense. And maybe maybe not mom friendly. And then we read it. And mom's like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Like, you would have reacted so differently to this, like, you know, two years ago. So let's be honest. So, well, now I've read so much of it that it, yeah, it, it starts to become like 
white noise at a certain point. It also sort of feels condescending to say, like, your mother, who I'm sure has, like, she's older than me. She's been exposed probably to things. A lot of things I haven't been for me to say, like, I don't know if you can handle this. <laughs> well, okay. But, but I also don't know as well as you do. <laughs> well, you know. Um, we, we come from a religious bent that um, um, does not take too kindly to these kinds of books. We'll just say that. And then um, also... Uh, I just am the one that's uncomfortable reading a book knowing that my mother is also reading it. <laughs> we we read one book together that was like very saucy. Uh, it was The Hookup by Kristen Ashley. And um, th- that was our first experience with uh, reading anal together. We'll just say oh, that. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and then she had the gall to tell me that she also, like, had my dad read it. And I'm like, don't do that to me. Don't, like, have me read a scene, you know, that I know my parents both have read. That's just weird. It's a weird experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to know how, how you introduced it. Were you like, hey, you got to check this out? Or was it like... Oh, well... <laughs> Ellen and I kept, well, I was reading ahead of her and I was like, you are going to die when you get to chapter one. <laughs> I remember still it was chapter one. I said, you, and I was texting her. And so we were texting back and forth and I kept cracking up and he's like, what is so funny? And so I was explaining to him that we had this really, I said, you should just read it. And so he read the chapter and he's like, oh my gosh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Because I will say, like, as I was reading some of these sex scenes, especially anytime it talks, like, certain words will trigger something. And I was like, I can't believe it. And it'll be like seed or like pump. And I'm like, I can't believe, I can't yeah. believe I just said this to her mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing is like, I read, I read some really saucy books. But then the second you know that, like, you're, you know, your mom is going to be reading them or, you know, someone who you know just has, a like lesser threshold than you it, it just like adds a whole different thing you know can I tell you my mom doesn't even know I do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> well my mom did not know I read romance for a really long time so <laughs> yeah. and then I gave her a hard time about it for a long time yes yeah, she did like I paid for that college education and this is the trash that you read <laughs> and now here we are <laughs> now you're in it and now oh. we're talking about blue a- jacked aliens, you know. Blue aliens. On a hot yeah. ice planet. Yeah. So. With a spur. <laughs> a quit stimulating spur. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, so he runs out and they just, I think, they don't even go into a cave. Do they just? No, so they're like, low. Behind they a are rock just in the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and he lay like, down the furs and like, hit it. <laughs> yeah. covers her up with a fur because I know she'd be embarrassed if someone actually came up and saw he says but I would be I want someone to come and see because this is me claiming her and I want them all to see me claiming her and uh so yeah they were just up there in the rocks proud as could be yep and so they sort of start with what he always does is he gives her oral because I guess he's very attentive and he goes (laughs) down he's a romance 
Because it's just funny because I just picture her above this blanket and then him underneath this fur blanket, by the way. It's like, it's a skin. It's a, it's a big leather skin. And like under there doing this business. Yeah. As, as you do, you know. <laughs> it seems like it would get like steamy from, the, you know, I don't know. It seems like it would be hot under there. <laughs> well, sure my question is because it's, it's always described, I mean... She's walking around in like a bralette um, and it's supposed to be like this frozen ice planet. And I'm like, I get cold and I'm, you know, wearing eight layers. Like, how are you doing? Well, well, that was in the cave. She had that. I think it was warmer in the cave. But but she didn't she like she goes outside a couple times like that. And well, well, I assume when she ripped off her clothing to make a rope, something must have been exposed. But the queen does like make you less vulnerable to the cold. It's not, the women are still like not as hardy as the men are. Gotcha. Yeah. But the queen helps a lot. Okay. That, that helps because you know, we would say it would get steamy and and maybe they're just so like literally hot and bothered that they're, (laughs) they don't even notice they're oblivious to the elements at this point. So (laughs) they're like going at it when mid, I guess, I, I don't even know what to say. Mid, I guess, fumble, lick, pump. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect terminology. Keep going. <laughs> they start, she starts, her chest starts vibrating and she's resonating. That's and sweet. he's like, he's a little slow on the uptake because he's like, is there another man around? And I'm like, you're literally on top of her. <laughs> like, like inside her at that point, I felt like. I think so. Like who else do you think she's resonating for? You're both like hot and bothered. Who else? do you think she'd be resonating for? Well, and she was all worried because she didn't start resonating to him until they got, you know, to the other men. And um, and she's like, I've been with him this whole time. Like, if it was him, why wouldn't I start? But it does take them a while sometimes, right? That's, like, what I was picking up on. Yeah, I mean, the queen just, it's whatever the plot kind of. When the queen will resonate when it feels like resonating. When the plot is ready for her to resonate. <laughs> when the conflict has, you know, been taken care of, then we have the queen. Yes. And so it's so like he's a little slow. He's like, is it me? And he's like, and then it like he literally has to like rip open his shirt and listen to his own chest. Yeah. And it is do. him. It's Herrick. Herrick is resonating to Kate. And then he's even more down than he was before. And they go all the way. Yes. Yeah, oh, like do. a 1950s teenager. They go all the way. Yeah. Um, she pinned him, or he pinned her, and they went all the way in the yeah. back of a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, the penetrative sex scene. And, like, yeah, it's a scene. Yeah. It's a scene. They're all, there's a lot of scenes in this one um, where, uh, you know, they they get after it. And, you know, power <laughs> to them. I'm happy for the, for the kids. <laughs> I'm rereading it again and I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself with my mom <laughs> here. Is it so you all is it like better like was it I don't know what I try to we, I need a scale. I should have come up with like a sex scene scale in terms of like how to like a good sex scene, but I think we can agree it's a well written one. Yeah. I yeah. Here was my concern because you know she she's this Granted, she's a larger woman, but she's a virgin. And this guy sounds like he's well-endowed. Yeah. And it's like, I hope this girl's ready for this because (laughs) 
Here it comes. I mean, there was not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think at that point they were both just so like panting, you know. Maybe that's why resonance has to make them so crazy horny so that they can take all of that. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What is the science behind all of this? <laughs> Mom, don't think about that. You're doing the same thing I was just doing. I know. Well, the thing I kept wondering is, how is a planet with two suns, how can it be a nice planet when it has two suns? That seems... I, the, I the science is so far away. I guess so. Yes. It would have to be. Yeah. yeah. I forget That's that there are two suns. There are a lot of little details that I just kind of take for granted that I forget about. Like the two suns their the tail i always forget they have a tail always forget they have a tail until i'm pulled out and reminded and i'm like the oh, horns yeah. would like surprise me too like because i would forget that they had horns and then they would mention the horns and i'm like oh oh yeah i forgot that they were there um, i always remember the horn because they get compared to steering wheels quite often yeah well and there's a lot of uh horn grasping while <laughs> the, the going down on is taking yes. place yeah so, so. They're not, I'm assuming that they're not born with horns, right? Because then I would not want to have any of their children. Um, <laughs> like little rams coming up. <laughs> do you, when do the horns present themselves? Um, when we've heard descriptions of other babies, they're just born with like little nubs. Uh-huh. And then as they grow older, they get more. But it's also like weird the- because these are half human, half Sakwi babies. So right, it seems who like knows? some would come with with horns. With, they'd be like sneeches, you know, some with and some without. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback to sneeches. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get with mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The star-bellied ones, right? So yeah. stars, yeah. But it seems like there would wind up being some with horns and some without horns. And then are you know the people with horns going to discriminate against those without horns? I mean, there's a whole. Gosh, I hope not. I know. Well, I would hope not too. Small as this tribe is, but yeah, the little bit. Ba- some babies are born with like little nubs, and I think actually now that I think about it, we have seen the birth of one full Sakwi, and she describes that little baby is described as just having like nubs too. Okay. So there's, they must be a thing that grow as you grow. God, I hope so for those like women's sake. Hurt, but <laughs> just having a ram. <laughs> uh, this, this, this is great. This is great. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so they resonate and they sort of have their happily ever after. And it sort of leaves off on like, well, that one didn't take. So we're going to have to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Which is how this works. They will resonate they, until till she's going to have a baby. Do they know right away if they're pregnant? Do they just stop resonating? Basic, basically, yeah. Like the resonance, like the need eases up. It's not as intense. And that's so how you know, just, like, oh, so it must have taken. Are they just like humming like that for like <laughs> days on end until they, you know, one it's embarrassing to like go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Cause there are other books where like, there's a, so the first book I read was book six and um, she does not want to resonate to the guy. She's been ass- almost at a sign. She does not want to be with the guy she resonates to. And so like, she's, she avoids him for like a month. And she just like I refuse, I refuse, I refuse, and like horny the whole time. Yes, yes. And he's super horny the whole time, and they get kind of sick, and their queens like sing little sad songs. (laughs) (laughs) Like they'll describe it. It's like my queen sings a sad song as she turns away from me, and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, (laughs) awful queen. (laughs) 
just want to be a little queer. He simply wants you to get sexed. It's it's really sad. So, so yeah, these little matchmaking worms. So you will hum until the baby is made. And then when it eases up, you're like, that's how you know. Like, yay, we're going to have a kit. You know, I read I read this one and like the Fated Mates and any of the like paranormals where it's, you know, they've got these fated mates that they're supposed to end up with. I'm like, that would make things a lot easier in a certain way. It's just like, yes, I am like hot for you and only you. Let's do this. Like you are my no other choice. Like that would make things a lot easier in some respects. It's just, mm. yes, just take the choice. Yeah. No I guess... point for the ice planet, I suppose, you know. <laughs> well, and you're like almost guaranteed a giant blue jacked alien who like just wants to like feed you and house you and take care of you. Even apparently, even if they don't resonate with you, they still want you as their pleasure mate. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. So it sounds like you all would stay on the ice planet. Um, I mean, the problem is like no Netflix or anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my modern comforts. Um, I mean, maybe if you had a you know, this hot blue alien guy, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be okay definitely. with camping more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, say, I, I think I'd be okay. I think I could, they do, I, I could. I will say they do party a lot. And they, like anytime there's a residence, they celebrate with a party and they have like their own fermented alcohol. So it's like, they have a good time. Like a little wedding party, essentially. Basically, and it's always funny because the couple usually ends up leaving early for obvious reasons. And like, obviously, got that humming going on, they gotta take care of. <laughs> Can't hear anything over all the humming. <laughs> Quiet down down there. Oh, one of my favorite scenes is like in the first book when like the men discover, like, because you know, they, they just all really want mates really badly. So they're like ecstatic to hear about all these women. And so they walk into the spaceship. And like one of them starts purring, and like the the leader of the women goes like, "Who was that?" And it immediately stops. And, it's like, and she's like, "We've got a problem." Yeah. So, uh, but I, yeah, I think I I think I would, especially if there was a jacked, you know, uh, alien dude who comes up to me and says, "I'm a mountain of a woman." I'd be like, "Yes," and, and aren't I magnificent? <laughs> I I think I'm at a point in my life where. I would not want to go to this planet. I can't Mom wouldn't be able to hang in there. No. I don't like the idea of being cold and and it sounds like the women have to work way too much. And wearing all that leather. Yeah. So anyway. I go back and forth breathing down there. (laughs) So yeah, so you resonate they resonate and that's like our and then we get our epilogue, which I, I don't read epilogues. I, I don't read epilogues. Really? Well, I don't read epilogues that are previews to so the, the next book. book. Yeah. Like, if it's I an epilogue that. that continues this story, fine. But usually what it's... Like, I did read it for this. But I'm like, I don't... I'm not invested in it. Like I'm the same way if they have... <laughs> at the end of the book and then they have, like, a clip of the next book coming out. I won't read it because I don't want to get started reading it and then not be able to finish reading it. Yeah. So, for me, it kind of depends on how, like, invested in the series I am. <laughs> and how, like, if I'm, like, waiting for the next book to come out, like, I will probably read it just to get a taste. 
but I did read this one though. Yes. Were you, would you read the next one? Are you like, do you have to know what happens? There's a lot that happens in the next one. I can say that. Um, yeah, I will say like, I am interested. Um, like, do you have some favorites from like the series that you would say, uh, I should read if I like want a taste, but maybe not necessarily a 14 book taste. (laughs) Ooh, that is a good question. Let me look at the list. Um, I think my favorite is, I think a good one that shows you early on, it's also kind of dirty, is, um, I mean, they're <laughs> all... Read it, just me. <laughs> they're all very dirty, so I don't know why. Not dirty, but they're all very graphic, so I don't know why yeah. I said that. I think a good one that's earlier in the series, so it's a little bit on its own. Uh-oh. Now this web's... I think it's, I think it's Barbarian Alien, and I believe it's the second one. Okay. That's a good one to get started. There we go. Thank you. It finally loaded the list so I could see the list of titles. Um, that's Liz and Rahash's book. Okay. Um, another one I think is good. Because like the earlier ones, it's easier to jump in and catch up is, oh, Barbarian Mine, which is Harlow's book. I like both of those. Which, which, are... which was the one with the, the sad Kui song? Oh, that was <laughs> Barbarian's Mate. That's book six. Okay. I, that one sounded... <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one I've read <laughs> that one sounded fun um, okay. I'm just picturing like a sad yeah like, <laughs> I'm just you know picturing it singing like some REM to itself or something you know like some like emo I don't know oh your songs are a lot more lush than the ones I was just thinking of, like a sad hum like a <laughs> I was thinking country but you know <laughs> Uh, so yeah so what did we think of Herrick and Kate and their like their sexy times in a cave while with while bleeding I guess um I listen I would be much more on board with the sexy times if my mom was not reading it which is (laughs) is, as is always the case my problem is okay and I I read these things where I'm like oh okay you know and it's like getting a little hot and bothered and then I'm like oh wait my mom is reading this that's like it totally kills the mood basically um well then it's a good thing I'm reading these books <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> you. Um, but uh yeah I I found them to be an engaging uh couple and their sexy times were also uh of interest to me I suppose is the PC way of saying it well, I thought they were cute just because they were, like, both bumbling around a little bit, so to speak, because they were both virgins and, you know, both having to figure things out as they go and and also dealing with insecurities and things that other virgins have to deal with. And I don't know. I thought it was cute. He was also literally bumbling because she says he's the clumsiest man she's ever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ever met. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I they were... After some of the heavier ones, it was kind of fun to go back to this one where they were just like, where the biggest conflict is she misunderstands, she doesn't take him seriously and misunderstands his really bad flirting. And he doesn't realize that his teasing is not landing the way he thinks it is. Like, it's nice that the, that's how, that's the biggest conflict really. And that that happens like pretty early on in the book, you know, like they get that resolved like fairly quickly. Yeah. This doesn't have much of any... Well, I guess the only, some external conflict was him getting injured and having to come that, but. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there was no really big misunderstanding between them. There wasn't, 
a big emotional which is always like, our biggest pet peeve anyway. So this yeah. was great for us. Yeah. yeah. Previous books dealt with, you know, a man who bought slaves and the loss of like a baby. So they were, they had some really big emotional hurdles to, to overcome. These two, they were kind of goofballs and I was really here for it. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I think we did it. I feel like I mostly just laughed this episode. So <laughs> I don't know how good a host I was. No, that's good. It was a lot of fun. Likewise, thanks for having us on. We enjoyed it very much. Talk about this bonkers book. Yes, I always like to let, um, where can people find Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club? So we're on all the like podcast things. And this is basically how we operate as we just read a book together and then talk about it. Um, And... We're at not your mom's rom at not your mom's rom on Twitter and Instagram, and then we have a Facebook group which we have a lot of fun with, which is not your mom's Facebook group, and those are kind of the best places to to find us. So, do you think you'll be throwing in more alien books into the mix now? Um, this would actually I was thinking maybe we should read a different book from this series and talk about it on our show, and then maybe you should join us. But you've already oh. probably talked about this series to like your wits end probably at this point. I, I think I can, I'll muster it up if you really want. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to hear you all talk about like any of them. So yeah, yeah just let me know. Okay. But yes, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, I'm <laughs> still, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> See, it's a little strange sometimes to talk about this with, you know, a parental figure. It is, but like we're all adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not some the of adulty. us are more adulty than the rest of us. <laughs> oh, that was fun. The blowjob realization is probably my favorite thing from this whole episode. Uh, so yes, this one was more discussion of the book and less of the plot, but that's okay. I mean, they, as I said, they were in a cave, making out and bleeding for like the entirety of the book. So, and I, you know what? I appreciated it. It was light. It was fun just to sit here and talk about like sexy blue aliens. And you know, that is the spirit in which I created this series. So I'm happy with it. I I love it. These are my favorite kind of episodes to do. Next week we are doing Barbarian's Rescue with, oh my gosh, her name just escaped me. That is Summer in Warwick's book. Um, the Chatterbuck Summer with the silent stoic Warwick. So that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that's all I have for you today. Uh, thank you again for sticking with me as we get through these challenging times. And, you know, I'm just a hot mess in general. So thank you again, even before things are falling apart. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate all the love and all the excitement I see people sharing about this series. Have a great week, two weeks, and I will see you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye.